0: Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Hollywood. Here come The Big show big, mm. show. big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's
1: some Big Show. Is
0: everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just
1: another manic Monday. Let's get it rolling.
2: it is the big show. Happy Monday, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake, coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton, across the glass from me, producing today, of course, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello.
3: Hello, Jake. How are you today? Uh, Hanging in there? All right. How, yeah.
2: was, uh, how was your weekend?
3: Good. It was good here, and I uh, hope it was good for you. Did you stay out of trouble?
2: Uh, to, well, yeah, I mean, I guess to find trouble.
3: <laughs> well, I think you know it when you see it or when you cause it. Uh,
2: it, was, it was a good weekend for me. Um, I wanted to take my daughter sledding, but by the time we, the, the time came around, we had allotted for that. The sun had, uh, <laughs> had made the snow conditions a little slow, so to speak, so... Uh, we ended up, uh, this, this was because I, I still, uh, wanted to do something with my daughter, obviously, and really spent the whole weekend with her, but, uh, we decided to make cookies, Gordon. She and I made cookies together. Now here's the thing. She's got a little like cookbook for kids Uh and she's super into bookmarks. So she like bookmarks all the stuff she wants to, wants to cook. And so I picked the, like the easiest one of the bookmarks and, and mind you, this is a book for kids Uh and it was sugar cookies. (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay
2: so uh you know after several uh interjections by mom and one uh, broken appliance later <laughs> in several hours later for that matter we had sugar cookies yeah <laughs> and it, it it was great
3: oh, okay all right well need a new
2: uh need a new food processor but yeah yeah <laughs> And broke the food processor actually. Tw- uh, <laughs> processor twice actually.
3: Oh man! See, this is a problem when 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 the wrong people are doing the wrong things. You know, then things start breaking, and the next thing you know, you got a problem.
2: So I don't think you know I can cook dinner when it comes to it. I'm not I'm not a very good cook by any means. But I thought like, and I I haven't done a lot of baking in my day, like any <laughs> baking in my day. But I I thought if it's coming out of a kid's book. She's a 3-year-old. If it's coming out of a kids' book, <laughs> should be able to handle this. And yes, the food turned out to be edible, so I guess I did, but there was some there were some hiccups along the way.
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, they have a little sum for the effort there. You
2: know? But but you know what? It it accomplished its goal because it took up an extreme amount of time. I I thought, "Oh, we'll just whip this up in a half an hour." Nope.
3: You know, Jake, I I think you're, you know, you're you're trying to set a good example for Sadie and the, I mean, my mom taught me to bake when I was like seven years old. I mean, I I knew I remember making the, uh, make, you know, those uh, like the kind of cake that has two two like discs on it, you know, and you put the icing in between, you know. Yeah, I'm, my mom taught me how to do that when I was a kid.
2: So did 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 seven year old Gordon just one up me
4: right there? <laughs> Didn't ask how the wow. food processor
2: broke. All right. No, that, no, 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 no. Just like wow, you struggled with something that seven year old me did.
3: <laughs> I'm not no, I didn't work with a food processor, but I do remember putting the Oh you didn't mix- even use that?
2: You did it? We we did things by hand in my
4: day. Did you actually churn the butter that you harvested yourself, Jake? <laughs>
3: Okay, did that, Jake, did that so. flour
2: come from the store or out of a mill? Because you know what, <laughs> if it's the store, it just doesn't have the same taste.
3: Well, it went out to the, uh, you know, the, the field and and got uh, what I needed and then uh, ground it all up, you know, and prepared it. And got the
2: eggs out. from the coop. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got
3: it. <laughs> Not really, but I do remember taking the Betty Crocker box and dumping it in there and mixing it up with all the stuff that you need to mix it up with. And then uh, pouring it into the pan and baking
4: it. And then, wait, uh, Betty Crocker? All the stuff. That's like an yeah. egg and oil. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Wait, Betty Crocker. Where did it, 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 I went from scratch for these cookies, sir. Oh,
3: wait, I was seven years old. Come on. Give you made it sound here. like your
2: grandma was handing down like her, her longtime family recipe. <laughs> you know, my grandmother taught me this, and I'm going to teach it to you.
3: Oh, you, my mom just You, mom get, the, you me get the, the basics. Betty,
2: Betty Crocker out of the cabinet. <laughs> Open up the lid uh, also
4: carefully. Don't read the words; just look at the pictures.
2: You know, you do it by feel. You just you know pour it in there, (laughs) crack the egg. Now now turn the oven on to just the right temperature.
3: (laughs) Bake it up. You pull them out. Then you 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 whip up the icing out of the can. (laughs) (laughs) You just apply liberally and put the one on top of the other and take it across there, and there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's cool. I think it's cool that you do that kind of thing uh, with, uh, with your kids. It was, it was fun.
2: She, she had a good time. She, she likes to scoop and measure and all that stuff. I, I kind of helped her crack the egg. I didn't quite have the confidence to let her go with that one by herself.
3: <laughs> Were you doing it one-handed? Do you have that? Uh, do you have that? Me? So, no, yeah.
2: no. Although you know, of all the things I cook, omelets are the—they're my specialty. Huh? They're the only thing that I cook that I claim is actually good. <laughs>
3: okay, all right. And you learned that when? Where, Self-taught. From who? Self-taught. Oh, okay. My all family. Right, well.
2: My family was a brunch family growing up. We would like to go to Easter brunch and uh, Mother's Day brunch, and so I'd look at that dude, flip that omelet, and I'd think, man. I could do this for myself all the time if I just (laughs) figured it out. So I paid close attention and that's the only thing I I can make that I think is actually good. Oh,
3: well, uh well, it's good to know your limitations, but I we're gonna have to have you whip up some omelets for us one of these days, man. That I would good. gladly
2: do it. Like if you ever go on trips with with friends or family or whatever, and you kind of you get invited along, right? And so you want to prepare a meal or a couple of meals just to say thanks for having me along. I always, always, always volunteer to cook breakfast.
3: No, oh, that's good. That's nice.
4: That's and nice. PK always, always, always volunteers to not pay to, gas. To not do anything. Yeah, not pay gas. <laughs> not only not cook anything, but also
2: not pay gas. Uh,
3: well, well, that's... Uh, it know, says more about PK, say?
2: Gordon, than it does you.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to nickel and dime my friends when it comes to that kind of thing. I mean, you know... Yeah,
2: that's... I would, because that's road trip etiquette for sure.
3: <laughs> okay. I have a question for you. Do you like what you do for a living? Currently, or? <laughs> did, I... <laughs> did I hear Austin in the background yelling no? Uh,
2: you, no. You did. Why, why is this coming up, Gordon?
3: Well, I just was reading about David Irving, you know, the, uh, the defensive lineman for the Raiders, and he said he hated going to work when he was playing for the Cowboys. Hated going to work, you know?
2: I think a lot and, of people don't particularly enjoy going to work. You're bringing this up on a Monday? <laughs> You're going to shame people for not liking going to work now?
3: No, on a Monday? no, 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 no. That's not my point at all. I just thought, you know, a football player, you would think a football player would actually like going to work, but uh, he said he hated it. And then I started thinking, do I hate going to work? No, I don't hate going to work. I, and then I started thinking, I wonder what the percentage is of people who hate going to work. Austin, do you hate going to work?
4: No, I like going to work.
3: <laughs> what? what uh, what's the other flip side to that? Actually being I mean, at work? I mean, jo-
4: <laughs> all joking aside, this is what I've always wanted to do, so I'm happy and grateful that I get to do what I've always wanted to do, but it's there are some people that you're never going to like everyone you work with, right? Well, yeah, oh, I okay. mean, none of now us now like that Lloyd. Begs the,
3: that begs the question, who are you referring to?
4: Well, if you have to ask...
2: <laughs> uh, Lloyd. Uh, well, here's the thing, uh, Gordon. I, I I love coming to work every day and talking to you. But I mean, on this this NFL, no, this NFL thing is interesting because it's such, somebody says it's yeah, such but. a a a. No, I I'm not. I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about the story here, which is somebody who doesn't like. Uh, you know, how dare I not want to talk about myself? Uh, I want to talk about Hans because Hans was miserable in the NFL because yeah, it's right. such a competitive like the, it, the the game within the game so to speak is not particularly nice and just because you're good at football doesn't mean you're a particularly nice person so there's you know your co-workers are you know uh, probably a wide variety of people i would guess and but you remember how we famously found out that hans didn't like his time in the nfl is when we put him in front of a uh, um <laughs> a room full of high school players of the week when he was supposed to give an inspirational <laughs> speech <laughs> and he got up there and he was like, you know what, kids, just don't do it. It's not worth it. I couldn't have hated my time in the NFL more. Well, <laughs> uh, but anyway, like, it, just because you're playing a kid's game doesn't necessarily mean that you're loving going to work every day. And, and probably the environment he was going to work in every day wasn't his favorite.
3: Well, uh, Austin brings up a a good point with this whole thing because the quote from David Irving is, I hated going to work for the Cowboys. A Cowboy is all hardy-har-har and all this America's team stuff. I belong in Las Vegas with the Raiders. You've got some real people here who can appreciate a unique specimen like myself. I'm a bit different on and off the field, and they understand that I am comfortable here. Not only that, man, but I see a team here with a bunch of good young players that have been missing a little leadership. And so he is pointing to the people and the attitude of the people around or with whom he works. And I, I've read these surveys before that people say that's that's huge. If you like the people you work with, the chances are you're going to like your job a lot better.
2: It depends and, on and, what reason you like the people you work with, I suppose. But, yeah.
3: Well. Uh, uh, are uh, the only reason I can think of is that they're likable.
2: No, I mean like if you if I liked Austin because we skipped the show three days a week to go to the movies, <laughs> then that's probably not a real productive way to like your coworker.
3: Well uh, yeah, okay all right well look in, in this day and age uh, people most people probably feel pretty fortunate to have a job. And uh, there's perspective here, I get. But everybody wants to like make the job as enjoyable as it can possibly be for them, right? And the people who you're around make a big difference in that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, the individual involved can uh, make a difference in that regard by reaching out to people or whatever. But I don't know. It just got me thinking about it. And I thought, and I, you know, if you don't like your job, and you can find other opportunities. Maybe maybe that's something worth pursuing. Life is too short, not to not to like what you do, right? And I, I was kidding when I asked that. But Austin, I I know you love your work, and so do you, Jake. It's not it doesn't mean it's always easy, and sometimes it's hard. But it's nice to like uh, what you're working toward and who you're working with. But David Irving, when he's with the Cowboys, no, no, he, he hated it.
2: All right, we'll get to the uh, the Utah Jazz coming up here momentarily. They, it is a game night on the station. Game time against the Hornets will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. Gordon Hayward is back in town. Uh, the Jazz, of course, face the Clippers on Friday night before a couple of days off. In fact, let's dive into it. It's time for your split story of the day.
0: Two guys. Two topics. Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day. On 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: Crossing him over, driving one-on-one, hanging off the glass, and in. Donovan goes right at the former Defensive Player of the Year and scores on him. Jazz have a chance to tie here. Terrence Mann now instead of Patrick Beverly on Donovan. Donovan steps into a three, and they lead. Donovan, oh, he's got a wide-open path down Hollywood Boulevard, and he'll rip it for two. Donovan, catch and shoot, right corner, three, up and in. Three-point game, 110-107. 17 seconds left, the Jazz file, Kawhi Leonard in the backcourt. Last free throw from Donovan. He tried to miss it on purpose. Tip it out to Royce O'Neal, fires and misses. That's actually not the right play. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, give You, you, get into you a needed big... to make the... Yeah. Yeah, you had to make the free throw and steal the inbound pass. You can't... Like, you're gonna miss that free throw. You miss that, get a foul on the rebound. You have to get fouled on a three. Like, there's really no chance that's happening. So, not quite sure why Donovan did that. Pretty irrelevant.
2: What's up, Big Haircut? You are no longer Gordon G. Time
1: Hayward. From henceforth, you shall be known as Big Haircut.
2: That, of course, is Austin's nickname for Gordon Hayward. His attitude changed the day he got that haircut, that big haircut. All right, Gordon, let's let's talk about the Jazz a little bit against the Clippers, and and certainly we will spend uh, part of the day focused on uh, tonight's opponent, the Charlotte Hornets. But. Fall to the Clippers Friday night, one sixteen to one twelve. The streak comes to an end. However, the Jazz have still won twenty of twenty two, and last time I checked, that was uh, not bad. Uh, that six-game run that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, yeah. uh, with the the home street or the home stand against the Eastern Conference foes, and then back to back against the Clippers, the Jazz come out of that five and one.
3: Yeah, and when you and I talked about it before it happened, we said four and two, and we thought that was lofty, one. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, they're going to lose. They're going to lose some games, and we saw it happen there. Uh, and, and I really liked uh, so the comments of various players afterward. Didn't you think that they were pretty apropos? Donovan's was,
2: in particular, I thought.
3: Yeah, Donovan said it's a it's a it's a bump in the road. It's a, a a good bump in the road, you know. I mean, they can learn from that, and they hadn't had a whole lot of really tight games, uh, games that could have gone either way at the end, and. And that one could have. But, um, yeah, you live and learn off of something like that. Some people might think, okay, the Clippers lose to the Jazz when they don't have their two best players gone, but then they bring their two best players back and they uh, they turn that in a different direction. Uh, but it's one game out of 72, and uh, I think if they if they lost 20 of 21, then that might be a problem. But losing one game in the midst of – making it now 20 and twenty of 22 that they've won, no big deal.
2: So I, I laugh at that, you know, their guys come back and then they win. I just kind of laugh at that storyline because, um, well, we're talking about, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, not to mention Nicholas Batum, like, uh, like Coach Schneider was asked in the pregame in his media availability, uh, what, what difference do you think it's going to make having these, <laughs> these guys back in the lineup? And, and by the way, bless Coach's heart because he, he gave it a very nice answer, but I can't believe he didn't just look <laughs> and say, well, you know, Those Kawhi Leonard players. is is Kawhi Leonard, and, uh, and Paul George is pretty good, so... Never mind that Nicholas Batum can do about a zillion different things for that team. But uh, it would be probably the same game as the other night. So some difference, Coach?
4: like, like, oh, my gosh.
2: And, of course, they had an impact. Um, The the Clippers are really good. They are. That game against Brooklyn aside, uh, which we can talk about, how noble it is to win the game on a flop. But uh, the Clippers are, are awesome, and they were very motivated against the Jazz. And uh, I give Donovan Mitchell a lot of credit for overcoming a slow start because Pat- Patrick Beverly, you know, gets to Donovan. I mean, Patrick Beverly is a great defensive player. Donovan said after the game, you know, there's a reason he's first team all defense, and that's because, yeah, he's a, he's a bulldog. And those other guys out there are, are really really good. Kawhi and Paul George are are excellent, and that's a really good team. And the Jazz played it close, made a made a great uh, made a good run at it. And the second half came up just a little bit short. But um, you know, I don't think there was any shame whatsoever in losing that basketball game.
3: Those shots that Donovan Mitchell hit at, near the end, I mean, those were those those were something special to watch. And I know the Jazz came up short. Not going to uh, uh, pretend to have anyone celebrate that, but uh, Jazz made them work hard, and you can't win them all. It just it just doesn't happen that way. But I do agree with Locke when I saw what Donovan did at the end after after giving his team life, giving his team a chance. He missed some shots too, but he hit those big ones. And I, I don't know what he did. He ever explain what he was trying to do at the end there? Because I that made no sense to me to hope for. A, a weird rebound, and then get fouled on a three-point shot in order to give your chance, uh, your team a chance to tie it. You got to make that, and then steal the inbound, right?
2: Yeah. Um, he. I don't think he was asked about it, unless I missed it. But it's because it didn't matter. I mean, the game was over.
3: Oh, uh, okay.
2: All right. They, they could have stolen the inbound. Sure. I mean, that could have that could have happened. Yeah. But they let's see how much time was missed on the or how much time was left on the clock? Like
3: one point two. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, was, it was it was a long shot either yeah. way.
2: So I I don't know it he I don't know if he explained it. He probably just masted the math in his head or, or thought that that's what he had to do. I don't know.
3: Yeah. So, but you, I mean I understand that people put extra emphasis on a on a full strength Clippers team because this is the kind of team that you're going to measure the Jazz against. They've put themselves in pretty rarefied air. And uh, you don't judge the Jazz typically by what they do against uh, the Pelicans. Maybe a little bit, some. But uh, when they play the Clippers, now you're going up against uh, your your uh, your real competition.
2: And they beat and, them two out of three times.
3: And they did. Yeah. And they did. But this time, they were fully loaded. And they were the I, first time, too. Yeah, that's true.
2: And Mike Conley took apart the Clippers in that first game. And Mike minutes its restriction first game back, you know, wasn't, didn't have that type of performance. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of ifs and buts uh, to, to, you know, <laughs> you know, that, that's why the NBA regular season, I mean, will, will we even reference this game if these teams match up in the playoffs? Maybe a little bit, right? Yeah, and we'll bit. reference the first game and we'll say they were shorthanded the second game, but whatever you throw it out, the, you throw it out the window. So I don't, I don't feel any differently about this jazz team today than I did when we were doing the show on, on Friday.
3: Yeah, especially since they did not, they were not particularly sharp early, and yet they they made a game of it, and uh, I, I think that's worthwhile. I mean, like I said, you're not going to win them all, and uh, you know, but you can fight. I didn't see a lack of fight in the Jazz, did you?
2: No, huh? And and it didn't go perfectly for them. The Clippers played really good defense. They that hug the shooter thing is going to be the Jazz nemesis. Going forward and some teams can do it better than others, but the Clippers are so long and have these great defenders that that they'll be able to do that.
3: So what I I guess here's, here's, if we're going to look at this, and when Quinn Snyder uh, absorbed all that, and I'm sure that his mind is working a million miles a minute and he's uh, putting it all together, looking for ways that the jazz can uh, counter some of these uh, challenges that are thrown their way so what what do what do the jazz have to do and i'm sure you guys talked about this in the post game but what what do you think they have to do in order to counter that i guess
2: part of it has to do with rudy because when they hug the shooters it turns into a two-man game in the middle of the floor and then you're running pick and roll and you know, on those types of games, Rudy should have big nights. And we saw Rudy have a big night on Wednesday, and he had a big night rebound in the ball of 15 boards, but eight points on four of seven shooting on Friday. And the guys who were guarding Rudy didn't really change. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Clippers were doing something subtly a little bit different on Rudy, but I think a lot of it has to do with, with mentality, and he really needs to force the issue and be aggressive, because the team is essentially betting that Rudy's not going to do that, or they're going to be able to limit it, which they have been able to, certain teams have been able to in the past. So I think it starts there. But also, you know, forcing the issue, getting into the lane. Donovan needs to beat Kawhi or Patrick Beverly or whoever's guarding him and make the the defense adjust so you can get the blender going, even when they're hesitant to come off their guys.
3: Yeah, 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 exactly. Another note from that game is, the Jazz bench got killed in that game relative to the Clippers bench.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, Clarkson had 19, uh, 9 of 17 shooting. I mean, 1 of 7 from 3, not his best night, of course. And then, you know, George Niang uh, only played 10 minutes. Joe Ingles, maybe it's coming off the bench. Maybe that's something to talk about, but uh, certainly not the games he's been having
3: lately. Yeah, yeah. Between Morris and uh, and Lou Williams, I mean, those guys really hurt the Jazz.
2: They closed uh, the game with Morris, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not your typical bench number because they found that Morris dragging Rudy out of the paint was the best way they were going to be able to go out, Rudy, and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. see, uh, that, that gets my point, and maybe we can get into this later on in the show that you need to be able to, Rudy needs to punish them for having the stones to think that Marcus Morris uh, can match up against Rudy Gobert. You know what yes. I mean?
3: Yes. They need I to did. punish
2: him on the other end for, mm. for going that way. And that didn't really happen on Friday.
3: Exactly. And it was so weird because of what you said, the juxtaposition against what he did in the previous game. Yep. When he did, he hammered him.
2: All right. Let's get out to the zone phone. We'll, of course, talk a lot of jazz basketball throughout the day. But joining us now, our good friend from the Lone Depot, he is Matt Harrison with us back on The Big Show. Matt, happy Monday.
5: How are you? Happy Monday. Jay, Gordon, how are you guys?
2: Doing great, man. The sun's okay. out. It's Jazz Game Day, which, which, of course, is a good thing. And uh, we've got you on the show, which is always a pleasure. So let's. where do you want to start today?
5: Well, I think we, we, we start with uh, you know, just the, the highlights of the program itself. So you know, we've been on a few times. For those of you that have been kind of on the fence that say, okay, well, you know, do we really kind of pull the trigger here and get some more information? Hopefully today's the day. But um, you know, reverse mortgages um, have come a long way, as as we've talked about over the past few weeks, from where they used to be. And uh, it's really a program that is help that really helps you know those that are 62 plus um, you know get into a a better financial position, increase cash flow, um, and you know provides a lot of opportunities to either change the home that you're living in into something that's going to be better suited for your needs as you age or allow for you to um, access money uh, in your home. Um, so a couple of things that, that have kind of come up lately, as far as questions that I think are important to address. You know, the first one is a concern that I've heard that, you know, hey, if I, if I get a reverse mortgage, I, I've heard that the bank owns my home. And, uh, you know, gentlemen, that, that is absolutely not true. So just like with a forward mortgage, there's a lien on the property, but, you know, the the ownership is, is that of, of the, of the borrower, you know, you, you own title of the home and you know, the, the bank does not own the house. Um, and the reverse mortgage gives you the flexibility to access equity in your home. And you really get to treat it almost like a, a liquid checking account in, uh, in many senses, but here's some of the program highlights. And we'll hit this, uh, throughout the day today. So first and foremost, at least one of the borrowers has to be 62. Um, you know, it has to be your primary residence and uh, the home has to be, you know, maintained. you got to continue to pay your property taxes, um, homeowners insurance, and, and it can maintain the property. But the benefits, you can stop making the principal and interest payments. Those become optional to you. Um, if you own it free and clear, we'll have a whole segment on that, on how you can use a reverse mortgage to, to access that equity. We're going to do a whole segment on how you can use this program to purchase a house and the benefits there and how um, you know a lot of people are using this as a part of their retirement plan to really stretch retirement. So I'm excited to be with you guys today. And as you know, giving out my cell phone number and free books today. So awesome. 801-330-2200, or you can go to my website, reverseourhome.com. And, again, just send me a text. I will send out a book to you, and I'm excited to help educate all of our listeners today.
2: Matt, thank you so much. That number again, 801-330-2200 or reverseourhome.com. We'll catch up uh, with you a little later, Matt. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. That number again, 801-330-2200 or reverseourhome.com. We'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.
0: Locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
2: Band of the day today, the pretty reckless selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist inside at Live Nation. .com. big show Gordon Monson Jake Scott Gordon uh this uh, this is a little bit of a side note here but have you ever uh, have you ever bit off more than you can chew
3: oh yeah I've done that
2: does that happen uh-huh. any yeah. specific example
3: you mean literally or figuratively not literally I mean because there was a time when I no
2: got, no I mean figuratively
3: uh, That roast beef sandwich was uh, um hmm Uh, I took a class in college that was uh, beyond my ability to to think. It kind of blew my mind a little bit. It was a philosophy course, and it was just, it it was like diving into a swimming pool full of whipped cream. It it, was just floundering about because I couldn't find what I was looking for to grab a hold of. You know what I mean?
2: It's very Freudian of you there, Gordon.
3: Well, you know, we can all learn that, that Freudian so stuff a, a, is kind of... A
2: generic. class then. Okay. You took a class in college. Austin, yeah. you ever bit off more than you could chew? All the
4: time. All right. At least <laughs> once a day. Any specific example? Um. Well, I would say probably becoming a father was probably more than I could Okay. Could <laughs> <chew>. All right. <laughs> That's the big one. The small one would be uh, trying to make uh, an omelet. We talked about this uh-huh. earlier, and I, no matter how many times I try it, I'm like, oh yeah, that that's not that's a piece of pie. I can do that, no problem. Never, do, never turns out. Right.
0: So, okay. so from what's the big on, to the on, little.
3: What's on your mind, uh, Jake? Uh, there's this
4: there's this video that's circulating out there.
2: Uh, that's a an Ohio, what's the OU uh, Oklahoma? That's what I'm looking for. Oklahoma University football player Spencer Jones was in a bar. And was in the the bathroom of said bar, and it looks like a bathroom bar, I mean right down to the guys at the urinal. Uh, but a bar bathroom, you mean? That's what I meant. Not a bathroom bar. Yeah. A bar bathroom. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's dudes standing at the <laughs> urinal. Anyway, this this uh, this guy is in the face of another dude. They're having some sort of uh, argument, and the other guy kind of is is casually handing his stuff to his buddy, and the guys the the football player is still talking trash, and then the 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 guy kind of brings his focus to the football player and then all of a sudden uh, punches him, slaps him, then punches him in the face. And then next thing you know, like apparently this this Oklahoma football player uh, had picked a fight with a dude that had 10 plus years of MMA experience. (laughs) And uh, it doesn't really end well for the Oklahoma football player. Kind of this guy gets a couple of holds on him and it, it looks like it hurts. But. Really, they're just rolling around on the ground of this dirty bar bathroom, which is really, really gross. But this this football player bit off more than he could chew. I was just wondering if you had any
4: similar, you know. Wait, it says he's. It says here Spencer Jones is the holder. <laughs> Is that really a football player? Uh, Isn't that like the fourth string? (laughs) Wait, this dude is a holder. That's what it says. (laughs) OU football holder Spencer Jones recovering. Quote: Lucky he didn't lose the eye altogether. (laughs) Yeah, but
3: he's got to be coordinated to catch that. You know, and, and you know, put it in the right place and spin the ball laces away.
4: But he, but he was not a defensive end. Yeah, it's a oh. little bit different. There he's riding a unicycle. Well, why
2: is the why is the holder uh, shooting off his mouth to begin with? <laughs> point, the too. holder.
3: What I mean, what what's the deal with what what caused the fight in the first place? I don't know. Does well, it, I mean, ma- I, does I, it but, matter? Yeah. I, well, no. It's just why we got to fight all the time. You know what's what's. what's even if someone has to swallow their pride a little bit, then just swallow it. I mean, here's, the, here's the thing: whatever happens, especially especially in the freaking bathroom, whatever like
2: happens, let's gross. let's take this outside. I mean that that <laughs> saying was meant for this situation. <laughs> but, let's, but, let's take this outside. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Let's Anywhere take else. this
4: somewhere else, b- b- besides this crowded bathroom at a bar, how about the guy that is actively at the urinal, so to speak, that's and they what fall I'm into him. <laughs> he's, oh, that's, he's, that's he's in the middle of he's at halftime if you know what I'm saying and here comes the football team rolling through the performance <laughs> the marching band is on the field all he's trying to do is relieve himself and he
3: finds himself uh, in the middle of a fight I think about what those guys are mopping up with their shirts in their
2: oh no it's the grossest thing ever yeah right why don't we take this outside there that that <laughs> statement was was created for a reason, guys. And this is it. This is it. <laughs> One of the two of them should have thought to themselves, you know what? Here. Not the best place for this.
3: What? What? What's the origin of let's take this outside? Probably just <laughs> such the, an occasion. In it's got to
2: be this. No.
3: I don't, you know, is it because it's uh you're not as confined because you won't get in as much trouble i mean i I don't think it's it's, (laughs) i don't think the origin is born out of a bathroom no
4: i'm going with that jake i think so too let's take this outside (laughs) let's Let's not roll around in feces uh, and urine let's right let's uh, let's
2: get outside where it's just you know dirt and concrete
4: good old sterile dirt
3: yeah good old dirt and concrete I'm not sure that's the answer either. I mean, really, can we just can we just talk things through? We gotta. I mean, we gotta start fighting.
2: Okay, it's a big deal. P- okay, with that. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Some things <laughs> just need to be fought about. Take it know? easy, John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. about. Some, some things just need to. I mean, I don't know. This guy took the last uh, uh, towel while drying his hands. You know, some people can cross the line.
3: Well, you take the last towel, then you say, "Oh, sorry," you know. Uh,
2: and then the other guy says, "I'm not drying my hands on my pants." And then next thing you know, it's it's fighting time. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I once uh, hung out with a dude that was hell bent on fighting all of Fremont Street in Las Vegas. I don't I know why you did that. And you guys
3: were all the you guys were all the better. I mean, you all know, just looked at him like you're crazy. Stop it.
2: We did. Yeah. In fact, the guy once said, "Hey, you guys got my back in this," and we all said, "No." <laughs>
3: just abandoned him
2: it wasn't abandoning him it was his fault nobody had done him wrong he was just out for that kind of entertainment that night I don't know I don't need to justify it have no idea
3: we don't know what caused it we just know that it happened in a bathroom
2: in this circumstance yeah that's all we know
3: that sounds like a title of a bad movie it happened in a bathroom
2: you ever been in a fight in a bathroom Gordon
3: not that I can This is recall. this
2: seems like the point in the segment where you'd interject and say, you oh, know,
3: I was you know fighting a bathroom once. No, no, never. I I don't recall a fight in a it bathroom. It was a it
2: was a country club, and uh, <laughs> the attendant just said, "We're out of mints."
3: When I was in uh, when I was in junior high school, a friend of mine threw my peachy folder in the in the women's in the girls' bathroom.
2: What's a peachy folder? And did you go in fighting after it? What, what's the correlation here?
3: Uh, no, he was just being stupid. It it was, we weren't fighting.
2: Did you fight after?
3: No, no, but it was, it was, I mean, I couldn't get it and I needed it because of that. You don't know what a peachy folder is, Austin? No. Jake, do you know what a peachy folder is?
2: Assuming it's a peach colored folder.
3: But it's if you google it you'll see what it is it's just an old oh it's time. not
4: peachy like the fruit or no. the color No, no. it's P-chi, p e e c h yeah. e e and it's got like uh is, is pencil this, drawings uh, of sports on the front is
2: this uh <laughs> is this uh, uh trapper keeper's foreign equivalent yes okay
4: what Say that again. It's the grandfather of Trapper Keeper. Okay.
3: What, what is Trapper Keeper?
4: Wow, this is a generational gap segment here. It sure is. What no, is it? His, Tell me. Uh, Gordon, or three generations. See, here's where Gordon's pretending.
2: I think because he had kids and Trapper Keeper were around. Was around. Yeah, when, but he didn't when do his... the back to school shopping. That's a great point. That's a great <laughs> point. I mean, I that's remember. what I get for giving Gordon the benefit of the doubt here.
3: I I don't remember. Uh, apparently it's a brand of a folder. <laughs> that's DJ, just <laughs> texted me and told me that, or was he talking about the peachy? Well, what are you talking about? I don't know what Trapper, trappers. you don't know. Trapper had a big Keeper. old zipper around you the you end. You had and.
2: five kids and don't know what the Trapper Keeper brand
3: is. No, I have no idea. Wow. But I do know
4: what a peachy folder is.
2: You've actually never been to Target before, have you?
4: Yes, I have. Mm. I have. It's Tarjay where mm. he goes. You really don't know Trapper Keeper. It, it's like uh, a peachy folder, but bigger, nicer, and uh, has a zipper around the end so you can lock everything inside. Well, it.
2: and they've they've put their name on like anything under the sun too. If it's like they're like Trapper Keeper pencils. I mean, it's like a it's like a
4: fairly big deal for school kids. I never had the brand name Trapper Keeper. I always had the five star knockoff. Yeah, Mm. but I liked it.
3: Okay, I just uh, googled it and I see. I see what you're talking about. I didn't know that was called a Trapper Keeper. No, that that yeah, that's uh, that looks like you could carry all kinds of things in there. Uh, A PC folder was just sort of like paper like.
2: That sounds like a guy not knowing Trapper Keeper, does it did you just give the your girls your credit card and say, you know what, girls, have at it. <laughs> Whatever you want. Whatever you want for back to school, it just n- knock yourself right out.
4: I'll be taking a nap. Have you heard of Elmer's glow sticks? I know. Yes, I have Ever. heard of that, but I've never heard
3: of Trapper Keeper.
4: What about Paper Mate? You, you
3: know what they make? Let let's uh let's throw this out to our listeners. Which which do you are you more familiar with a peachy folder or a trapper keeper? Oh,
2: that's going to be trapper keeper, is it? I mean, oh yeah, sorry, by like bro. a by like a by like a country mile.
3: Well, let me just throw it out there. Uh, just Scott into the Zone wind, at Gordon Monson at Austin Horton. Um,
4: if they're on this Twitter, doesn't... it's going to be Trapper Keeper, by the way. If uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, and Gordon, there's these little notes. They call them post-it notes. They stick on to things. They're just yeah, these little things. I'm, You've got I'm, a sticky side. I'm, yeah.
3: I'm aware of the post-it
4: notes, yes. You're there? Okay.
3: You're right, uh, Austin. That would skew more toward people who are more familiar yeah. with the... Do you
4: know what Lisa Frank is and was?
3: Lisa Frank?
4: Yeah, Lisa Frank. Does that mean anything to you? No, it doesn't. Was okay. It? Wow. They, they It was the multicolor, uh, bright colors, weird fluorescent colored trapper keepers and pencils and pencil cases and backpacks. It was always like an animal, but it, instead of being normal colors, it was bright fluorescent glittery colors. It was all the rage. Oh, yeah, Lisa Frank. Wasn't that it?
2: Yeah. Here's Sven, by the way, says, come on, guys, do we need to be fighting? Also, Gordon, this hockey game needs a fight to clean it up a bit.
3: <laughs> no, because there's no high sticking going on. See, that's the thing. There's no reason to fight, unless you need to keep the keep the game clean. You know, and that, that's the whole reason. I'm not I'm not into brawling just for ego's sake. I'm uh-huh. into uh, I'm into fighting in hockey if just to keep the game clean, and if it accomplishes that, then it's worth it. But don't be picking a fight at the urinal in the bathroom. That's first of all, a man's busy in there, Uh, and and second of all, it's just there's no reason. What what are you trying to achieve there? What's that all about? Uh I mean, in hockey, you fight to keep the game clean. In 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 a bar room, bathroom uh, a bathroom in a bar, what are you achieving
1: there?
2: You know, if if they didn't fight it out like that in the bathroom, then somebody could have easily smashed a liquor bottle over somebody's head. So thank goodness. Thank goodness they fought it out in the can because, I mean, that could have been way worse. Someone could have broke a pool cue over their, their leg and went stabbing, you know. I mean, my goodness. Let's all be grateful. Let's all just be grateful they fought it out in the bathroom. It could have been way worse.
3: All right. Well, I, I learned something today I did not know. I did not know where the trapper keeper was. I'm 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 glad you uh, explained that to me, because I don't want to be ignorant. You know, Sven says, and, and you and you now know what a peachy folder is, so we've got that all figured out.
2: Sven says the only peachy thing we had in school were the gummy peachy rings. So Trapper Keeper is his vote. Uh, let's see. New Chester trailer for my two cents, I've never heard of either until today. Uh, Brad says I thought Peachy Keen was candy. I know Trapper Keeper. And Lee says Trapper Keeper all the way. So
3: my Peachy fuller people. Come on, that was that was everybody knew about they're
4: peachy. retired on a boat somewhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it could be true.
4: They're at the golden acres.
3: <laughs>
2: at very least they're they're in bed by now.
4: <laughs> They've had a nice supper.
2: <laughs> All right, stay tuned for Big Show next, 97.5 in and 20, The Zone.
0: Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the Big Show. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it?
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. During the month of February, start your road to vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Uh, We've got some competing polls in the Twitterverse right now. Uh, Our boy DJ David James, at David DJ James has a poll question out. And Austin has a similar poll question out. There is some controversy about who had it out first, but we won't get caught up in that. Uh, but basically, Austin... I'll
4: see g- you on the bar bathroom floor, David DJ James.
2: <laughs> Give us the gist of your Twitter poll question, Austin Horton.
4: Uh, I just wanted to know if people, uh, looking back on how D- uh, Hayward's exit went... The four options were you're still mad as ever, more mad than ever, don't care anymore, or glad he left. 406 votes so far on this thing. Landslide victory for don't care anymore.
2: Okay. David, DJ James worded it this way. What do you think of Gordon Hayward now? Uh, Four options. Don't like him. Don't care. Cheer for him. And who the bleep is Hayward? Easy on the language <laughs> Come there, on, David. Cal. usually TV guys are sensitive about that sort of thing. Got a little loose there.
3: And what are the results?
2: Uh, 56.9% don't care. 22% don't like him. 8.8% cheer for him. And 12.3% who the bleep is Hayward. And there's been 1,105 votes.
3: Wow. So uh, what am I to take from these polls, essentially, that uh, people here say they just don't care anymore, essentially, that they don't uh, – and and that's really the healthiest way to go, isn't it? I mean, why hang on to that?
2: I suppose. I mean, healthiest, move on. i got all that. But I don't get – let me put it this way. I don't get the 8.8 percent in this uh, poll from David James who cheer for him. He purposely screwed over the franchise. Why would why would people cheer for that? I get all right, uh, bigger and better. Donovan Mitchell turned out to be great. The Jazz are still a competitive franchise, so water under the bridge. But I don't get, I don't get the the cheer
3: for him part because maybe of they're the, not maybe they're not jazz fans.
2: Well, I suppose Ooh. yeah, maybe they're not jazz fans, so they cheer for them. maybe they're no, Hornets there's, fans. There's,
3: there's people here uh, in Salt Lake City and uh, cities around here who uh, who come from other places around the country and. They, they might not care or, be, or they might cheer for him because they, he's played for some of their other teams. Or who knows why. I don't know why. But I, I do think it's good uh, that Jazz fans are are walking away from that a little bit. And I I think it's uh, a big part of that is because they're really good without him. So I say
2: hate away. You do you. <laughs> you hate that guy. That guy screwed you over on purpose.
4: Revenge is so tasty.
2: Yeah, right. Enjoy well, your Well, that's thing.
3: your whole theme with sports. That's uh I would be I would be disappointed if I didn't hear you say that yeah. because it would be countered everything you've always said before.
4: Exactly. There's, you know what flavor goes with everything? Revenge. It does. Looking really, good, Jake,
3: looking really, good I mean, teal there, Gordon. So you think that this is something to hang on to?
2: I don't blame people that do.
5: Well, L-
3: listen, your- I, I
2: get it why jazz fans cheer for Derek Favors in New Orleans. Like, that makes a lot of sense. If somebody wants to say, I'm still cheering for that guy, 100%, I understand that.
3: Yeah, and they did.
2: And they did. But the way that Gordon Hayward left Utah, by blindsiding them was something that he decided a long time ago, allegedly, but that's the way I read it. Mm. And then uh, not even being willing to give them a trade exception. Not that a trade exception is all that valuable, per se, but it's at least something to say that, wow, I don't hate you. I just want to go somewhere else. And not even willing to do that. That's pure sour grapes. So why would people cheer for that? He's not cheering Uh, for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care about you. And I think that's still true. He said some nice things about the Jazz, but uh, the way they're playing. But you're right. He the way he left was somewhat vindictive.
2: I would remove the word somewhat from that sentence, but yeah, I think we're, we're on the same page there. Mm -hmm.
3: And I don't know. I don't know. I don't get why. Considering the way the jazz on the whole treated him and worked with him to help him get better. I'm not sure I understand exactly why he is, uh, uh, so, so, uh, eager to inflict, uh, damage on his way out the door.
2: All right, let's get out of the zone. Phone, we'll get to more Screw of this. Gordon Hayward. Obviously coming up, so stay tuned for that. But joining us now, he's our good friend Matt Harrison from Loan Depot. Uh, Matt, we're helping our listeners out with their financial futures.
5: We are. Have you guys stepped outside for just a few minutes today? <laughs> no. It is so nice. You need to. So take a little break, step outside, enjoy the sun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so much better than the alternative, you know?
5: It is. Yeah. It is we we have this like dark cloud of Hayward over oh, everything. We just need to come outside and enjoy some sunshine. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> hey, you know, so on the reverse side of things, you know, if if you're 62 plus or you've got a parent that's 62 plus and um and and you've got a mortgage, um and you've got about a 50% equity position in your home. So values have been going up, you know, dramatically over the past five years. I mean, we've seen numbers, you know, 52% increase over the last five years. That's like 10% per year. That's crazy. So there's a lot of equity that's that's there in your home. And if you're making a mortgage payment um, and you're over 62 and you've got about a 50% equity position, we really need to talk because what this program allows you to do is you can immediately stop making those principal and interest payments. Now, you still have to pay property taxes, insurance, maintain the home, has to be a primary residence. But you can use that money to cash flow for what you need for life instead of putting it into the home. Now, there are benefits. If you want to continue to make a payment in a reverse program, you can do that. And the benefit is that for every dollar that you make in a payment under the adjustable program, that is going to lower down the loan balance, also going in dollar for dollar to build a line of credit for you, which is growing with interest that you can draw on. So it's just a really smart thing for, uh, you know, for you to consider.
2: And I love it that you just want to get info out there, Matt. So you're giving out your cell phone number, but you've got a lot of great resources.
5: I do. So giving away free books today um, on the reverse program, really easy to get. So you can just send me a text. 801-330-2200. 801-330-2200. Again, 801-330-2200. Or go to my website, reverseourhome.com. Got a lot of great videos there that really talk about the program and how it's used. And uh, again, my goal is to is to help you. And, and if you are in a position where, you know, this product is at least a little bit intriguing to you, let me tell you about it. Now, again, it has changed a lot over the past few years. It's a wonderful program and, just excited to be able to uh, give you options. All
2: right. That number again, 801-330-2200, 801-330-2200, or go to the website uh, reverseourhome.com. That's reverseourhome.com. Matt, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show. What's going on? Coming up straight ahead. Manix four, Gordy Chiesa at 5. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.